Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who's going this town tonight Hey, welcome into the Pony Last of Sports Talk Radio Show I am in the studio. We are live. This is Jimmy Lachey. Should have Mr. Kwame Lasseter here calling in soon. If not, you all can join the show. Just call in at 888-346-9144. The number again is 888-346-9144. This is Demi Lachey. I am in the studio. We are live. It is Monday. Welcome back from a busy, eventful weekend. Um, once again, like it's always is pretty much out here in the Valley. Always something to do. Always have an eventful um, thing to go to, having us stay busy, stay working. That's what keeps us going. A bunch of football yesterday on Sunday, also Saturday. Uh, a lot of college basketball going on this weekend, but to start the show, we're going to pay our respects and our respects due to Mr. Jaquel Mitchell. He was a freshman, um, a freshman who recently got shot over the weekend. It was reported um, at I think it was after midnight, 12, 24 a.m., Saturday, early Saturday morning. Um, Jaquel Mitchell is a true freshman, redshirt freshman at Auburn University, football player. Uh, was shot and killed at an apartment complex. Um, got shot numerous times. The police have reported that they have made arrests, according to Fox News. A uh, man was arrested, and they, it took about two days later, so I guess they found the arrest um, early this morning. Um, during the time of the shooting that that morning of that Saturday morning, the, the man who presently shot Mr. Jaquel Mitchell, he was not found. Um, took about, I guess, a day or two for arrests being made. And finally that the arrests have been made, which is awesome, which is great news. Um, out of this whole situation, there has been an arrest made. Uh, like I said, we pay our respects and dues to Jaquel Mitchell's Mitchell's family, um, and yeah, like just going to pay our respects. He's a freshman, eighteen years old. You know, it's kind of bad when you have uh, have to deal with a young youth, especially a guy who's doing positive things, positive things um, since he's been growing up. A young kid even hit his whole potential. Yeah, he was ready to become a starter at Auburn University. They said um, probably in a wing back tight end position. And unfortunately, news. Um, something like this has happened, especially after uh, Will Mush Mushcamp, the uh, Mushcamp. I'm sorry, um, the guy was the head coach at Florida. I didn't really believe too much into him, but he went back home. He went back home to his school, Auburn University. Um, and he just got named a defensive coordinator there uh, a day before um, the shooting had occurred. Um, it's unfortunate news that the kid. And Auburn University has to deal with this. Um, I'm a huge Auburn Tiger fan. I love what they do in the SEC. And when I seen this news come across, I mean, I was pretty devastated. And I was pretty saddened once I found out about um, the death and the shooting. Then I see how old the college football player was. And I'm just like, man, 18 years old. Man, when I first entered college, when I first entered college football, when I was 18, 19 years old, um, just thinking about, the dreams, the the goals that you set out for yourself, um, you, and you really didn't have any clear direction. You listen to like a lot of your 
um, older leaders, your coaches, guys who've been there, been in the position that you were. So that's a whole tough year. That with him getting registered, he got the ability to learn about that even more, to focus on school. But um, it's yeah, it's very sad. And when that came across, I was I was in shock. I felt sad. I was pretty uh, devastated and unfortunate for the kid. I mean, he was only 18 years old that he has to go through something like that, and especially with his family. But a good deal out of the situation that the man was arrested in a fatal Auburn shooting. Going on uh, to more um, other talks about the weekend, other news and events, uh, Mr. Johnny Menzel made his first NFL start for the Cleveland Browns against the Cincinnati Bengals. But uh, didn't go too well for the kid. Didn't go too well at all. The, the uh, Bengals winning 30-0 up there in Cleveland. Johnny Mazzell was only 10 for 18 for about 88 yards. And um, just two interceptions as well. No touchdowns were thrown, obviously. Getting blown out 30-0. No points. Um, this was – I did not predict this for Johnny Mazzell. I thought he was going to have a decent game. Um Especially right now, it's what week? Just finished up week fourteen in the NFL. He's been on the sideline for fourteen weeks. Had the ability to learn the plays, the system. Um, Johnny Menzel on the field, you know, I would take it as he's a smart guy. Never been to their practices, so I didn't really see firsthand his development. Didn't really know. Wasn't really talked about. Um, but it obviously showed Sunday. They put him out there, and it was a wreck. It was pretty bad. Uh, Cincinnati definitely took advantage of Johnny Menzel's, his weaknesses, um, his inexperience for sure. And they didn't make anything of it. But it was a good deal um, for the Bengals who are moving even closer to playoff potential and winning the division as well. And Cleveland is now dropping once again, which is pretty odd because a few weeks ago we were talking about and giving praise to the Cleveland Browns and the big turnaround that they have done especially with all the distractions going on before season about drafting Johnny, Fo- Johnny Football, having a new NFL coach, um, the new system, Brian Horry, yada, 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 drama, drama, drama. But now it's week 14, and just a few weeks ago, like I was saying, they had the, still the potential to make the playoffs. They were the number one team in the AFC North. They were in the driver's seat. They had the keys to their own success. And then you go and you start Johnny Menzel, which was pretty odd. Or even having the talks about putting Johnny football even out there. Um, it, I, it was just a bit odd. You're, you're number one in your division, but then you don't even trust Brian Hoyer. You're in a playoff hunt. This was not even predicted. I didn't understand. I kept saying, you know, keep if you're going to go with Brian Hoyer, keep him out there. Let him make his mistakes, let him learn from him, from them, and you know, let him lead the team. Obviously, he was doing something, something well, something good because they were seven and four, which was a bit odd when all these talks came about. Well, Johnny Football should start. Well, Brian Horrier, the last few games, you know, we're looking at one touchdown to six interceptions. So what? They're still winning ball games. It's obvious that the offense is surrounding. Around this guy, everybody has his back. Not only on offense, but the defense. They have they was playing with no worries, nothing to think about. Now, Cleveland has dropped to seven and seven. Not because of all because of Johnny Football. I mean, they 
lost these last two weeks. You can't put too much on the quarterbacks. But I just felt it a bit odd. I mean, last week they lost at Indianapolis Colts 25-24. Close game, Andrew Luck came downfield. You can't really blame that on the quarterback play. You can't blame it as – I mean, that's a whole team loss for sure. But they were up 21-3 in that game. Ryan Horrier, yeah, no, he was not playing lights out football. But at the same time, I mean, he was he was playing pretty good football. And you only lose to the Indianapolis Colts, who just got into the playoffs, who just won their division this past uh, Sunday. So it was just a bit odd that you're throwing Johnny Football in here to start, which I didn't really understand. But now the outcome comes out. Now you get blown out 30-0 to a divisional opponent. I don't know what head coach was thinking. I don't know if it's just a rookie head coach mistake of being pressured by the GM, being pressured by the owner, because I know that does happen in coaching. You get a lot of pressure from the office above you, like, hey, I want to see this guy play. I want to see my my guy on the field. And especially with a home game, but it's week 14 or week 15, I'm sorry, and you're just now starting a rookie. If you're going to start, if you're going to play, I would have played him weeks before, not throwing man on certain packages and doing a deal that they were doing earlier in the season, but you were the number one team in your division. We're talking division with the Cincinnati Bengals, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, these teams make the playoffs year in, year out. And the Cleveland Browns finally had some type of success during the regular season. And they were number one in the division, but then you – let the GMs, I guess, get in the way. Or I'm not blaming GMs or owners, but I'm saying I don't know what talks got into the head coach to finally put Johnny Menzel out there in week 15 against a hungry and ready-to-go Cincinnati Bengals team who's wanting to push for the playoffs as well. And you just throw him out there and just say, okay, Menzel, do your thing. Didn't understand. You kind of put Johnny in a tough situation because he's thinking you got a young kid He's going to think, oh, I'm ready to save the day. It's football at the end of the game. Um, you know, he was thinking he was kind of, I guess, the success he had at Texas A&M. He was kind of thinking, you know, I'm going to do the same deal when it's really not. That's not the way it goes. The NFL is a whole nother level. The game is so much faster. And he came out and said that at, in the press conference. Johnny was up presenting, you know, the game is a little faster. He didn't have that time to hesitate and think about it some of the throws, in which it finally showed. We're going to take a quick break. But after the break, we're going to talk more NFL talk. Also, some NCAA basketball went on this weekend, some great games. And also, there was a Heisman presented. College Football Awards was last week as well. But there was a Heisman, a new Heisman this season. Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk Show, radio show. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, 
parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. But tonight, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my penis, put Hey, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. We are live. I am in the studio, Demry Lachey, Kwame Lasseter. He is out. For the day, should be calling in here soon, but if not, you all can call in and reach us at 888-346-9144. Don't hesitate. Come on, join us on the show. Uh, we love to hear you. Love to talk sports. Love to talk other events, other news that's going on. Also around the sports world, yesterday, um, more NFL talk. I was just going on talking about Johnny Menzel and how pretty much Cleveland put him in a terrible situation, but... You know, he tried to make the best of it. I didn't really think his numbers were that bad, going 10 of 18. It's pretty decent. But with two interceptions in that mix, um, you could tell there were some rookie mistakes, some hesitation. I mean, like Johnny Manziel said at the end of the game, I mean, he came out, was very humble, very blunt about it, you know. He he was straight up. That was on me um, on two of the interceptions, especially one of them. I hesitated. Uh, seeing the, that the route was there, seeing it all week in practice, and when I was ready to throw it, I didn't attempt to do it. I hesitated. Thought he had the time, and he finally and he noticed how quick the NFL is. How quick, quick um, defensive backs and defensive players can react. It's very, it's, it's a it's a huge, tremendous difference between SEC football and the NFL. I mean, a lot of people like to compare it. The SEC is just like playing the NFL. That's not nowhere near it. So I mean, the guy made a quick reaction on Cincinnati Drake. Kilpatrick intercepted the football, although he did play in the SEC as well, coming from Alabama. But he's two years in the NFL, so he kind of has more maturity than what Johnny Manziel presents, obviously. But he made a great play on the football. And Johnny Manziel, that's, you, you live and you learn. And that's where you, can, you see the hesitation, how it can cost you. But, you know, like I said, you live and you learn. You move on from it. You see your mistakes. You watch film. Johnny Manziel is going to be a great NFL player. Potentially. <laughs> Potentially he's going to be a great NFL player. This is just one start, and I'm not going to throw him down in the dumps. It's just one game, for his first start. He got thrown in the mix at week 15. It was 10 of 18. Pretty efficient. On, a, on I wish he would have had more time to throw or more balls to throw the football, more chances to throw the football. But uh, Cleveland kind of cemented in his throws and made sure he – was really spreading the ball around. But, yeah, those two interceptions uh, did haunt Cleveland. But, I mean, there, were, there was no energy. There was no enthusiasm throughout the whole game with, that the Cleveland Browns were hopefully I was hoping for to for them to present. But it wasn't, not even on the defensive end. Cincinnati did a great job 
of moving the ball. Andy Dalton had a tremendous game. Not only that, they they ran the ball down down Cleveland's throat, and also the running back. Oh man, this guy was taunting the dog pound. And Cleveland Browns, you know, they're known as having the dog pound, one of the hardest places to play, and no no res- not respecting the other team, and you know, just throwing all shade towards other opponents. So Cincinnati running back, who had a career game by the time halftime uh, was even presented, I think he had like 93 rushing yards in like the first half. And he was just dominating the game. He finished the game. Jeremy Hill finished the game with 25 carries, 148 yards, and two touchdowns. And on one of the touchdowns, he mocked LeBron James, pretty much doing the whole powder gesture and throwing his arms in there. But then he stopped and said, knock it off, and you know, did a, did a dance after that. Just played up, just disrespected the city of Cleveland. They they booed him. They called him an a hole. They kept the crowds chanting it. Not only that, his second touchdown, he tries to run in attempt to jump in the dog pound. Now, jumping in the dog pound, a lot of and if, a lot of Cleveland Brown players do, do it. It's not as um, historical. It's not as historical as the Lambo leap that the Green Bay Packer players ultimately perform. It's not as known as the Lambo leap, but they do it up there in Cleveland. They do it in the dog pound, and Jeremy Hill tried to jump in, and the, the guy from the Cleveland Browns is wasn't having it. The fan from the Cleveland Browns just pushed him out the way. He was jumping to a Cincinnati Bengals fan's arms, but the guy next to him in the Browns jersey was not having it, which I totally respect. Yeah, you're already up 20-plus points. You're already up 23 points. Then you score a touchdown late. You're already going up 30 points. Why are you trying to embarrass us even more? No, get out of here. Like He pushed him down, but this kid was Jeremy Hill put on the show. He deserved to do his celebrations. I mean, you're up 17-0. Two of the touchdowns come from Jeremy Hill. I mean, I mean, this guy was sensational running the football. And Cleveland, Cleveland's defense has been very successful against the run. I don't know where they were at yesterday. They definitely didn't show up. I think it's around that time of season where, you know, they either giving in or just tired, exhausted. They get probably giving up a little bit, saying, "Ah, oh, we did so much, did so much that we we could do." You got we got three teams in the division right now who are all like nine and four, nine and five, uh, with Cincinnati, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. Now Cleveland's dropping to seven and seven, but I think you should have displayed, kept playing Cleveland football, the Browns football, that defense that you were presenting all season. I think you finish it out, help Johnny Benzel out a little bit more. I mean, he got no help from his defense, but he did put his defense in tough situations as well. But that's what I'm saying. You really can't put it all on Johnny Mizell. Jeremy Hill had a sensational game. They couldn't stop the run. I mean, he averaged about six yards a carry. And Andy Dalton was efficient, 14 of 24. He did have uh, interception, didn't throw for a touchdown. It was all about the running game. I mean, you pretty much said it, seeing it said throughout the game. Before the game, I mean, it was a lot of antics going on about Johnny Mizell, Brian Hoyer. But what really caught me at odds was, um, Cincinnati's head coach, you know, the comments that he made, calling Menzel a midget. Cleveland did do a gesture by signing a dwarf, putting him in the media room when head coach Marvin Lewis of the Cincinnati Bengals was having his media day. They hired a, a dwarf guy come in and ask Marvin Lewis questions in the front row talking about the height of Menzel and 
things like that. I thought that was a pretty good gesture, kind of throwing it in the face of Marvin Lewis. But I could tell you could tell um, that Cincinnati Bagels definitely had Marvin Lewis's back. They definitely was like, no, you ain't gonna disrespect our coach like that. Not only that, our uh, program and what we're doing over here in Cincinnati. They went out and just flat out just stumped on the Browns, stumped on Cleveland, and they had nothing else to do. They just ran the ball down their throats, and that was all said and done. It was just so much speculation going on before the game, and I think for Cleveland, like I was stating earlier, you have to keep playing Brian Horry. There's no need to throw in Johnny Manziel and Week 15. If you're going to go with a guy, just play with him. Play it out. See what happens. No, you don't have to sign this guy back to the Cleveland Browns. I know his contract is coming up for Brian Hoyer. You don't have to deal with that. Just let this guy win. Let him have some success, and then you move on from it if you want to. Not in week 15. I just It, it was just odd for me. And put Johnny Football in a tough situation. Now, there were other games going on this weekend between uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and Atlanta. Pittsburgh finished out that game winning 27-20. And... I was a bit odd about this game because just last week, about a week ago, Arizona Cardinals took a loss to Atlanta. So I'm thinking, okay, Atlanta has finally grew. They finally found their way. They finally got a win over a team not in their division. And so I'm thinking, okay, the Falcons have found a way. They can get the Steelers at home. They beat the Cardinals um, just a week ago at home. And Pittsburgh came in there and just stomped them out. Ben Roethlisberger. Had a very successful game. And I've been waiting for Roethlisberger to have one of these games. He didn't throw any touchdowns, knowing that, but he also didn't turn the ball over at all. He only got sacked once, but he was 27-35, 360 yards. And I thought that was incredible because he wasn't getting any help from Le'Veon Bell, even though they fed him the ball twenty plus or about 20 times. But he didn't even crack 50 yards, and that was a bit odd for Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he's been very successful. But – his go-to guy, like I always state, Mr. Antonio Brown. I mean, he finished the game 10 catches, 123 yards. Very efficient. I like Antonio Brown. He's a top 10, top 5 wide receiver in the NFL, hands down. And I've been waiting on Big Ben to have a game like this because I picked him up on my fantasy, but then I had to drop him because he wasn't putting up the numbers that he was before. And I picked up Mr. Joe Flacco. And now Ben Roethlisberger goes off 360 yards with – Great fantasy points coming in. And now, you know, as a GM, I I screwed up my GM move for the week. But it's all good. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger was very efficient, had the ball moving. And they went in and stumped on um, Atlanta at home. With Atlanta being at home, I'm thinking, okay, they're going to have success. They had success against the Cardinals defense, and they were able to move the ball. But there was no play out of uh, Julio Jones, Roddy Wright. I believe Julio Jones went down with an injury which is uh, very critical to the Atlanta team going into the playoffs. Like I said, week 15 just finished up. But Matt Ryan, I mean, he still had a still had a pretty good game, with twenty going 26-37, 310 yards and two touchdowns, but he did turn the ball over once. Didn't even get sacked, though. So, I mean, you already know they're not going to have any running game with Steven Jackson back there. I mean, the guy hasn't cracked uh, 100 yards in quite some time besides the week before against Arizona. Which this makes it pretty odd because now with Atlanta's record sitting at five and nine, I mean they're still number one in the AFC South, which is which is incredible. So they're almost guaranteed a uh, a home game in the playoffs. 
And I think the NFL needs to do something, a deal about this. Yes, you. I think if you win your division, you do deserve a reward in the playoffs. You should make the playoffs. Now, to have a home game, that's not fair. Um, I think if you win your division, you're in the playoffs. Everyone else in your division, no. Obviously, they shouldn't make the playoffs. But if you got a team, say so, like Arizona, who's sitting at 11-3, and just uh, clinched birth to the playoffs, and now they had a huge game against Cincinnati coming up. Or Seattle, I'm sorry. Against Seattle coming up with uh, Seattle coming to the Valley, coming to Phoenix, coming to Glendale, play the Arizona Cardinals. But you got a team like the Cardinals or even the Seattle Seahawks, if they make the playoffs, depending on where they stand, if they make a wild card, you have to go travel to Atlanta, which I don't think that's fair at all. You, you don't reward a team who's sitting at 5-9, and nine, who at best is going to finish out the season with a losing record regardless, who's going to at best finish the season at 7-9. and nine. Then you got to have a successful team like Seattle, like Arizona. Um, Green Bay looks like they're going to have the locked up, but – they could fall too as well. Even Dallas or uh, Philadelphia, you have to travel to a team like Atlanta at five and nine. I mean, it's it's hard to win on the road, and you're giving the advantage to the Atlanta Falcons, which they don't deserve it at all. I mean, come on, this is. I mean, it's a joke. It's kidding me. Like you got to be kidding me. The NFL needs to do something about this. They need to make some changes about their playoff uh, system. You know, everybody has speculation about college football and about the playoff system and about the four-team deal. Well, let's look at the NFL. Let's see what they're doing. Let's look at the situations that they're setting up people in. And, you know, no one's talking about the system um, as much until now, especially with this season. This has been one of the craziest seasons for a whole division to have losing records and still whoever wins is going to have a home field game, at least for one game in the playoffs find that a bit odd and a little disrespectful towards the other teams with winning records in a stronger division. NFL needs to do something about this. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, after the break, we're going to finish up with more NFL talk, uh, more NBA. Going to go more into the uh, NBA. There's some great games over the weekend as well. You listen to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk radio show, and we'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Radio Show. I am live. We are in studio. This is Jeremy Lachey. Well, I'm in studio. Kwame Lasseter, he's out of studio. Uh, should be calling in uh, here pretty pretty soon. Uh, I know he mentioned he was getting on a plane, getting off the plane in the airport, Dylan. So he probably has some bad signal right now and uh, should be calling in soon. But you can also dial in on show today, tomorrow, um, Monday through Friday. Come join the show at 888-346. 9144. Come on the show. Come join us. Come talk. Have a few laughs. Let's talk sports and let's talk news. I mean, we go over a bunch of events. We don't like to play the numbers game too much around here, but at the same time, we like to have fun and deal with uh, what's going on around the sports world, not necessarily on the field or on the court. Uh, we like to talk about what's going on behind the scenes. And it's a great show. Like I said, call in 888-346-9144. Before the break, we were talking... Uh, about a little talks in between Johnny Mazzell and how the NFL needs to change up their playoff system. And, you know, so much talk, like I was saying, uh, with the college football and how the whole four-team deal, yada, yada, yada. I think the NFL needs to step up, and they need to step up in a big way. I mean, obviously they have tons of things they need to step on, but, but just on the field and their process, the way they go with the playoff system, you know, I mean, you definitely got to – you definitely got to change the aspect of a team that goes that can finish thirteen and three or twelve and four, and then they have to go visit a team that finishes at seven and nine or six and ten. I mean, that's just ridiculous. They don't deserve to be in the playoffs, but they do win their division, which is respectful. You got to respect a, a team who's winning their division, but at the same time, a team has to go home and don't even get a chance to make the playoffs uh, with a winning record. And as a better football team than the team with the losing record, but it is what it is. NFL needs to do some changes about it for next, hopefully by next season. Now on Saturday there was, or might have been Friday, the Heisman Award was presented to. I mean, no, I don't think anyone else deserved uh, the praise for the, the, the top three guys were Melvin Gordon, Marcus Mariota. And the wide receiver out of Alabama, who I chose personally, I think he should have won the Heisman just because I was being a bit biased. And Amari Cooper, I was being a bit biased because of the uh, position he plays, me being a former wide receiver. But there's no doubt in mind that Marcus Mariota definitely deserved the Heisman, in which he did win this past weekend. He, Congrats to Marcus Mariota, the first Oregon Duck to ever win the Heisman, um, the Heisman Award. I mean, that's incredible. That's sensational. He was well-deserved. I mean, guy had a great, not only a great season, but he also finished off with a great career at Oregon. I think he's going to have a tremendous NFL experience um, when he goes into the, when he goes into the next, when he goes up to the next level, he's going to have a great NFL career. Uh, There's no doubt about it. He's mature. He can handle the pressure. Um, He put up great numbers. He can move in the pocket. Uh, everyone talks about his, his scramble abilities are not going to work in NFL. No, they probably won't. But this guy is not afraid to sit in the pocket. You don't throw 
over 3,700 yards by just running around the field and chucking the ball up and down. No, you'd be very efficient, which he is. He gets uh, plays done very efficient in an efficient way, very quick, uh, short dumps. He likes to check down. He's not afraid to check down the ball to your running back or to your tight end in the flats or to any receiver or anyone in motion. I mean, he he controls that Oregon offense. He is the main piece around that Oregon offense. I mean, the Oregon offense has been putting up tremendous numbers for quite some time since Chip Kelly is there and also since their head coach is there in the Pac-12. I mean, these guys are sensational. They have – they are, and also he led them to the playoffs going against the former Heisman Trophy winner now uh, and Jameis, famous Jameis Winston with uh, Florida State – Oregon and Florida State play their game. Um, I guess you could say in the semifinal with the playoff system in the top four teams. However, that screwed up uh, college football system. But and no, I hope that the college playoff expands. But going on more about Marcus Mariota, congratulating him. I mean, this guy was sensational. He, like I said, he threw for over 3,700 yards, 3,783 yards to be exact, 38 touchdowns to two interceptions. I mean, the guy just not – he just doesn't turn the ball over. For a whole career, he's thrown over 10,000 yards. He had 10,125 yards, 101 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. This guy is going to be incredible. He's going to be sensational in the NFL. I mean, I, there's no doubt about it. He's, he's very mature, has a great head on his shoulders, and he leads that Oregon, um, the Oregon team, the Oregon program. Marcus Mariota is that guy. I mean, he has a great size, 6'4", 220 pounds. I mean, he has a great frame, can move at 220 pounds, standing at 6'4". And I think he's going to have a uh, challenge ahead of him, though, going against Florida State and then having, if they win that game, having the chance to go against uh, Alabama, Crimson Tide, or the Ohio State Buckeyes, depending on when's that game, which is most likely Alabama. But... In my prediction, and but Marcus Mariota, I mean, I, he's, he can get it done. I mean, this guy has seen all defenses, he's seen all fronts in his career at Oregon, and starting off with Chip Kelly, um, his first year, and then moving on to the new head coach now. I mean, this guy, he still becomes very efficient. He still can move the ball up and down the field. And now he has a chance to uh, compete for a national championship, which is great. And I think more than anything, he wants that ring at the end of the year. Um, he had a very great emotional speech as well uh, with him winning the award and also being a first Oregon Duck, like I said earlier, being a first Oregon University uh, football player to ever win an award. I mean, I think that's incredible. Whenever he got, gets to go back to the university when he's done playing football, he will be known as the first. He's the only Heisman Trophy winner to come out of Oregon University, and I think that's incredible. He is he definitely deserves it. He's only a junior, so he could come back his senior year, which I highly doubt it. But he's only a junior. I mean, he's thrown over 10,000 yards in just three years. I mean, the guy's been putting up great numbers, um, well-deserved. Congrats to Marcus Mariota. Also, the in college football, the All-American team was presented along with the all-freshman team as well being presented, and all-conference teams, which I think some guys got uh, left off. Um, definitely some guys, all these guys were well-deserved, the people who made the national uh, all-American team, 
with definitely a quarterback, you're looking at uh, Mr. Mariota, of course, first-team All-American. I mean, the guy thrown, we're talking 38 touchdowns, two interceptions. I mean, that's incredible. Coach of the year, or the head coach of the National All-American team that got picked up was Gary Patterson. Gary Patterson, head coach at TCU, Horned Frogs. Um, they definitely came out of nowhere uh, with the winning in, or winning and share the Big 12 title with the Baylor Bears. But I did not see the see this success. Excuse me, <laughs> with TCU from the beginning of the year. Whole predictions. I mean, this that was just amazing to see what the Horned Frogs have done all season, and definitely see uh, them make that turnaround. Props and my hat goes off to. Uh, Coach Patterson down there at TCU. But the one deal that really um, stood out, I was having a conversation with a guy at the barbershop this past weekend, and um, we were talking about, you know, who's going to win the Heisman, if Alabama was well-deserved, just talking a bunch of college football. But he mentioned to me that Jalen Strong, the wide receiver at ASU out here, uh, Arizona State University, the guy Jalen Strong has been very successful with ASU this season. And when we when we both were talking about him, we were talking about uh who's the best wide receivers in the college football, who's gonna be who would you take first? And he mentioned Jalen Strong and I f- had forgotten all about him. You know, I was all talks about oh Mari Cooper, Mari Cooper. But he mentioned Jalen Strong. And I think that's sensational because Jalen Strong he has the upside, he has the size to be a great NFL wide receiver. Um he has the motor. He doesn't stop. He does what um, he does it all for Arizona State, especially in the passing game. He caught seventy-five passes over a thousand yards this season with ten touchdowns. I mean, he was a great outlet for Taylor Kelly. Um, came out of nowhere. I mean, last season he had his um, sparks. You've seen plays here and there, but uh, there's no doubt about it that he's well deserved in the first round, or to go first round, I think he's well-deserved. And Also, he made the National All-American team. Him and Amari Cooper were the wide receivers for the National All-American team, and I think it was well-deserved. But we, me and the guy at the barbershop, we, I forget his name, but we were talking about it, and it was... It was pretty, uh... It was a pretty intense conversation. You know how it is at the barbershop. Uh, he's a former Alabama Crimson Tide uh, football player, but I mean, we got into it. It was, it was, it was good. It was good talks, but you know, it was pretty good the way he had, he was pra- praising Mr. Jalen Strong, and I think it's well deserved how he got how he gets so much national attention now. Um, like I said, he has the body, the frame to do it. He could definitely go first round. Him and Amari Cooper are going to be very successful at the next level, depending on when Mr. Jalen Strong wants to put his name in the draft. Along with Marcus Mariota, like I said, will deserve Heisman winner. And but uh, if I find it a bit odd um, that he was giving so much praise to the SEC and not and pretty much disrespecting the Pac-12, which I don't understand. And how do you disrespect the Pac-12 when they had tremendous teams? They had tremendous success. And I, I, I mean, I, it was just a bit. I was just crazy to see that. And you have to give praise to. You have to give praise to this, the Pac-12 because the SEC. I mean, yeah, they're 
they were pretty successful in doing the success that they have gotten. But um, I think the Pac-12 showed a lot this season. Pretty represented in the National All-American list as well. So coming up, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to bring in our last segment. And you listen to the Kwame Laster Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's time to let the ladies do some sports talking around here. The sports girls take over the Voice America Sports Channel every Monday for The Inside Score. Beth Silverberg, Chin Chin Ong, and Stacey DeBerry are here to showcase the athletes, the coaches, and the foundations that change lives. In addition, we'll have a ton of regular features and a featured guest sports girl every week. You'll hear the stories you need to hear from the people that make the difference. The Inside Score is heard every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the Palm Lasher Sports Talk Show. Uh, we are live. I am in studio, Demi Lachey. Kwame Lasher is definitely out for the day and should be calling. Maybe, hopefully he'll call in on this last segment. If not, I know for sure he'll be in studio tomorrow, um, ready to talk sports and life with you all, and uh, definitely getting back with everyone. Coming back from the break, uh, before the break, you know, giving a lot of national attention, congrats to Mr. Jalen Strong from ASU and also Marcus Mariota for winning the Heisman, represented Pac-12 pretty well, and like I was telling a guy, I was telling a story about the guy in the barbershop, um, 
Like I was telling them, you know, Pac-12 definitely did their thing this year in football. Uh, raised it to a whole another level. I mean, I'm I'm coming from Big Ten country, so around that Midwest area, that's all you hear about is how tough the Big Ten is. You watch a lot of SEC. Don't really watch that much Pac-12 football. A lot of these guys, a lot of these teams don't even be ranked and don't get the respect that they should. Uh, since I've been out here, my short time since I came out here towards the Valley to the West Coast, I mean, I've just been seeing nothing but success out of the Pac-12 and the guy's got some great, talented players and who's going to play very well at the next level. And it's not all about the SEC. I think Pac-12 proved it this season. Now they have a chance to prove it anymore with uh, Pac-12 champion Oregon Ducks being in the top four playoff teams. I think they're going to have success um, in this short playoff run. I guess you could say it should open up even more next season, but we'll see. It's up to the people down there at the NCAA committee who are getting judged a lot. Uh, back to the NFL, it was a pretty good game um, Thursday between, going back to Thursday night, between the Arizona Cardinals and the St. Louis Rams. And it was huge talks of uh, Friday show. Uh, me, Kwame, and Mr. Jameer Miller was also here. Uh, we were talking about the situation that uh, the quarterback now, the starting quarterback, the fourth quarterback, to start for the Arizona Cardinals this season and Mr. Ryan Lindley and what kind of success he has to bring to the Cardinals, what does he need to do. And Jameer made some great points, but now it's 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 that week. It's This is it for the Cardinals. Make a break to see if they're going to get home field advantage in the playoffs or not, to win the division or not. Seattle... Seahawks, in my mind, no question, is the best football team in the NFL right now. I mean, they're going back to the old ways. They're looking like the Seattle Seahawks last of last season. Richard Sherman's going, insulting the media all over, making a lot of noise, trash talking once again. Marshawn Lynch not talking to the media, taking fines, and just running the ball down people's throats at a very intense high level. And Russell Wilson just still being Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll jumping up and down the sideline, yahooing, and just almost doing cartwheels. This is the Seattle Seahawks team that won the Super Bowl last season. It's all intact. The defense, their defense is playing out of their mind up there in Seattle. And now they have the chance to come and bring all that noise, bring it to the Arizona Cardinals here in Phoenix, Arizona. I think it's going to be a great game. Um, Ryan Lindley is the starter. And he has a chance to really make his career. Now, there have been talks with Bruce Arians coming out saying that uh, Logan Thomas will get some play time. And I was wondering about Logan Thomas because, I mean, this guy got drafted, what, fourth round, third or fourth round. So I'm thinking whenever you have your backup quarterback, your starting quarterback and your backup quarterback, you have to have the rookie ready to go. And I thought he was ready. Uh, he played decent in the games that he had a chance to play in when Drew Stanton went down and Logan Thomas. But when he went down again, I was like, okay, there's no question. They're putting in Logan Thomas Thursday, um, Thursday night against St. Louis. But then they didn't. They put in Ryan Lindley, who does have more NFL experience, more experience with Bruce Arians in that Arizona Cardinals offense. So it was good to see uh, Lindley get in there. But I, I thought for sure they were going to go with Logan Thomas and now Bruce Arians saying that they're going to have certain packages with Logan Thomas. Obviously, 
they're going to use his athleticism, use what he was kind of used with at Virginia Tech. And, I mean, Bruce Arians, they're going to find a way. I think they're going to find – they have to. I mean, they have no choice. You put in all I, – I think you put in your all for them to win a chance – for them to have the chance to win the division, especially here at home against the Seattle Seahawks, you want to stick it to the former divisional champ, not only that, the Super Bowl champ, tell them that this is our season. We're taking this over now. We were on the come up last year, going 10 to 6 with the Arizona Cardinals. And now we're here. We're here to stay. Sorry, San Francisco, you have been knocked out. And you're looking at teams like St. Louis who've made a tremendous jump this season as well. And I think it's great to see them um, have their success. They're going to have their success coming up in the future. And I think the best chance that you want is to knock out the champion. Why not do it at home, on your home field, have a home field advantage throughout the playoffs, throughout the Super Bowl run? You do it now. Unfortunately, this is their fourth quarterback, which – I mean, I, I think that's a bit odd. It's a bit crazy. You have more quarterbacks this season than losses. I mean, that's a good deal. But, you know, it's going to be the biggest game this weekend. Today is only Monday. It's going to be tough all week because I can't wait for this game to be kicked off. Hopefully, I might I might even go to this game, see what's going on, see it live. I will have some time on Sunday to go check it out. So I'm, I may be in the stands just to – See how this game will go. I want to see how Richard Sherman is um, live. Never really seen him play live, but Sunday, hopefully, I get a chance to do that. So it's going to be a great game. We're going to see what Seattle's really made of. If they're the real deal. If not, then Arizona has their chance. They have their shot. So I can't wait for this game. It's only Monday. It's only Monday. I'm already at the edge of my seat. I don't know how I am going to be by the time Friday or Saturday comes around, but I can't wait for this game. Um, biggest game of the season, Sunday night football. So I got to go through all Sunday and can't wait for this game to start up. And fortunately, we are out of time on today's show. We will be back live tomorrow in studio with me, Demi Lachey, and Kwame Lasseter. He will also be in tomorrow. If not, he'll you know he's going to call in on the line. So we will catch you all back tomorrow. You listen to the Kwame Laster Sports Radio Talk Show, and we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good Monday. We out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time. 9 a.m. Pacific time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.